Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. That's right. This is the one, the only, the Decast. That's right. We are back. So much news for you. We have lots to talk about. We're not going to bore you with that. We're just going to get right into it. Myself, Skylar Schuler, here for the Decast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. My name is Andy and back with me to the show that was was canceled. We were like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then we got picked back up again. Is Skylar Schuler? How are you doing today, Skylar? I am good. I am glad we are keeping the decast running. I, I I get, you know, it's it's so crazy. I know you're doing you got so much going on in your, you know, in your life. I got so much going on and there's just a part of me when, you know, the the decast you know, when when you were ready to kind of end the decast, I was like, oh, that hurts because, you know, I thought we were on a good roll. But, you know, you, you're, you got family, you got, you know, you, you just you're still a bought a new house. Like, you know, yeah. you're still anyone that's been listening to the decast for some time now knows that, you you know, you're full time in school. You bought a new house. You know, I, on my end, I have a son and I'm writing for different websites, uh, you know, school work and it's all coming. You know, it's all piling on us. So, you know, it was any way that I could step up and help uh get this show on the road is you know that made me happy so um yeah let's let's talk about some new changes and and some new beginnings with the with the decast um andy what what, do you, what are some new changes and beginnings that we should share with some of our uh listeners well the decast is still the decast but we are now the official podcast of disney film facts disneyfilmfacts.com which is only gonna be disney film facts for like what another week and then we have another big announcement after that oh yeah it'll probably be, it might even be up this week i'm hoping to have the changes um without giving too much away uh Disney Film Facts is getting a layover. Uh, it's getting a new name. It's getting a new logo. It's getting a read. The, the website's going to get a little bit redesigned. If you've you know followed the Disney Film Facts for a while now, um, you'll notice that the website has changed, um, which looks very nice. And I'm very happy with it. But I Andy knows the, the name and he already knows the theme and the layover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy and I took the time to get some writers on the team, some new writers. Um which I think is great. We yeah. have, uh, and we'll, we'll give them a couple quick little shout outs. We have Cammy, who's kind of been with us for a little while, yes. uh, joining our team. Uh, we have Kyria. Uh, she's a, you know, a Disney intern for the animal kingdom, which is awesome. We have super, he's known as super iron halo, but his name <laughs> yes. is Nick Hidalgo. He's our big Marvel star Wars guy. Um, we have Josh Sharp, who's actually just recently joined the team last week. He's going to handle Disney history with uh, Kyria. Um, and then we have a kind of like a, a guest staff writer. Her name's Adele Anchors, mm-hmm. uh, who's written for many different websites, who's very solid. And of course, um, our really good friend, Derek Cornell, who kind of helps oversee some of the uh, the website functionalities. And uh, when the website gets the retheme, he will have a big part in what goes on with the uh, with the website. Um, very happy to announce that uh, Andy will will oversee a lot of the the writing on on the website now. And uh, I think what I'm going to ha- task Andy to do, and I haven't told him this yet, Uh-oh. is kind of oversee new writers. Oh boy! Um, if <laughs> new writers come on, just kind of I'm going to 
you know, work with Andy to, to bring this team together and, you know, get this website going and pair it with the Decast and become a huge Disney conglomerate and take over the world. Take over Disney. What, we'll, we'll buy yeah. Disney now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what's, what's really cool about this is like, first of all, like for me, just maintaining things like you kind of get the rundown done and I come in, I do the technical stuff for the show. Uh, like I don't have to maintain the decast.com anymore. What's going to happen with the decast.com is that just going to redirect to the new website. So you put in the decast.com, that's going to redirect to the new website and then the decast stuff will be there. It kind of brings everything together, brings everything tighter. And, uh, th- th- that in itself is just huge for me. And I, I know I, I just love podcasting. I'm actually, I'm doing oh, yeah. a lot of, uh, independent work right now. I'm doing a lot of, um, consulting work and I'm, I'm working with a pretty large organization, um, based here in, uh, Oregon with theater and they want to do a podcast. And so somebody in Ashland got with me like, Hey, Andy has a podcast with 50,000 listeners each month. I'm like, Oh, I guess I do. And I start, <laughs> I was consulting with them and they're going to pay me like big bucks to do it. I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, and like, what about your podcast? I'm like, yeah, my podcast that, um, yeah, it, uh, we kind of stopped it. I'm like, I love doing this. I don't, not much as I'm going to be working with other people getting their podcast going, this is my podcast and uh, this is your guys' podcast. And I just, I'm like, I can't do it. I remember I text Skylar. I'm like, I can't, I can't give it up. I can't just do consulting for other people with their stuff I need to create. And so this is, this is could be huge. All the new writers be able to have, have a team to where if I can't make it, they can come on and, all kinds of stuff, you know, they can record at the parks, they can go movies. I mean, there's so much YouTube, podcasting, writing, all the stuff that's going to go out there. Um, and all of our friends, you know, who can guess, you know, we got like friends like John Negroni and Sarah Sterling and Leo, Leo Camacho who come on, you know, the Super Carlin brothers who can come on and help us out from time to time. Like, like I got a message from the Super Carlin brothers the day after I announced it. They were like seriously upset and sad that we were defunct. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have them on the show here. They've already offered to be back on the show. So things are going to, things are exciting. Things are very exciting. I, I, I totally agree, and I, I can't wait to uh, get this going. I'm going to make sure that uh, every week when there's a new episode of the Decast, uh, links to however you listen to this show, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, uh, Google Play, iTunes, how, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, however you listen to uh, the Decast, you will be able to find all the links, yes. uh, not only in this video, but you'll also find the links at DisneyFilmFacts.com and the new website once it gets to layover. So every week we'll make sure there's an article, we'll post it up on social media. Uh, for those who are still with us as Patreons, that now that you kind of made the move over with Andy, uh, we'll work on doing a Patreon for the Decast. Uh-huh. Um, I know Andy's got a lot on his plate. If I have to oversee the Patreon, then I will do that. Um, we know we had some some good supporters, and we, we thank you from the bottom of our yes. heart for listening and all that stuff. And you know what, Andy? I think it's time to get into this show, get to the stuff people really loved about the Decast, and it's time to talk about the box office rundown. office rundown this is the part of the show where we just talk about what's going on at the box office and what movies we're seeing and what you're seeing and uh i I only saw one movie this week i'm actually slowly increasing my movie viewing it's not even on top five but it's a documentary um did you see did you did you see won't you be my neighbor yet no how was it it is so good it's so well done uh like there needs to be a master class on how to make documentaries from found footage and they just need to use this film 
and you will cry if you grew up in the you know late late 60s 70s 80s and into the 90s and you grew up with mr rogers you will cry that's all i gotta say it's number 11 which for a small um documentary about a public broadcasting you know um a person like 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 fred rogers that, that's insane it was number 10 last week and it's in, it's in very limited amount of theaters. Uh, and he is, he's an icon. There's so many people still. It's what's so crazy. Oh, gosh, yeah. So that I just wanted to mention that. And I've seen a lot of the top five. I feel like the summer, I feel like everyone's steering clear with a lot of releases because Disney's just put out so much stuff between it's, Solo it, and Marvel. and It has been a packed, insane summer. Mm. Uh, and we've talked about it before. You, Everyone knows what's out in theaters. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many franchises, even outside of Disney, um, you know, just dominating the box office. Let's yeah. go into number five with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, you know, five million in its second, uh, you know, second week of release. Now, you you would think, oh, man, it's only in its second week of release and it's made 15 million dollars. This movie's already crossed a billion dollars. Yeah, this movie is killing it. So Jurassic World 3 is already greenlit. It was greenlit mm-hmm. even before the second one started rolling cameras. But it just comes to show that, you know, Jurassic, you know, this Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, people still want to see movies with dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, for, did you see Jurassic World? I did. I saw it opening night. And uh, for me, the Jurassic Park and world movies are kind of, I don't want to say my Star Wars because Star Wars is my Star Wars. But I think for my generation who, you know, I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 when those movies came out in the 90s, that's just, it was it was very exciting. You had dinosaur toys and all this stuff. And exactly. Um, so I. I I've been to both openings, opening nights, and they've been packed houses both times. I love it. I mean, I didn't think this one was as good as the last Jurassic World. Uh, there were a lot of script problems, I thought, but it was still a good time and it was fun. And uh, I can watch Chris Pratt do anything. So, yeah, I agree. I, you know, and you know, a spoiler alert. And if you haven't seen Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom yet, you're probably not going to see it, especially if you're listening to our podcast. Yes, um, is that scene when they're leaving the island? And you see the brontosaurus mm-hmm. left on the island screaming for help. It's it, it hurt me. Gets you in the feels, yeah. Because you because you think there's a part of me that's man like, what if that was the brontosaurus from the very first Jurassic Park movie? Yeah, exactly, yeah. The one that interacted with Sam Neill and the kids, <sighs> like, and now to I, I'm bringing it down the mood right now. Jeez, oh, and then well, like for me, like no one stayed for the end credit scene. After credit scene, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even know. And it was like I had no idea until uh, I think you said something about yeah. it on social media. Yep. And Derek had told me he's like, "Oh my God, Scott, there's an end credit scene for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom." And he posted about it. I'm like, I didn't even know. All I gotta say is, if you know my hometown, you know my hometown is gonna get wrecked. Oh boy, that's that's, that's all I gotta say. So, if you don't follow me on social media, you don't know what like. And I don't mean L.A. I mean my other hometown. So, yeah. Uh, so love that movie. And Incre- let's move on to number four here, though. Still on the radar. And I think this movie is single handedly responsible for not a whole lot of good animation movies coming out this summer because everybody's steering clear of it. Incredibles 2 coming in at number four. It's in its what? Fifth week. Sixteen point two million dollars. I don't know what else to say about this, except uh, I've I mean, my daughter has seen it like four times. I've seen it two or three times. It's it's just a good, solid movie, a little darker than I was expecting, but, you know, still good. 
Yeah, $856 million at the uh, worldwide box office. I'm actually one of the rare people that enjoyed the second one a little more than the first one. People think it's blasphemous that I think that, but I, I, I've always liked Incredibles. Like It was a really good movie, but I was never, and, and people call me crazy, is I never put it on like the epitome of Pixar movies. I put it up there with like good Pixar movies. Yeah, it was kind of middle ground for me too. Like for me, like, the really good ones was your Toy Story threes and your Wallies and your your ups. Those were like you know. Yeah, exactly. I the, totally agree. The highest of the high, like, but I think too with with Incredibles, it was the one outside of Toy Story that really deserved a sequel because it was a superhero film and it should exactly. have gotten a sequel. You know, they even and apologized for not having, like we're sorry we didn't have a sequel or sooner. You know, at the beginning of the film. Yeah, so $856 million worldwide. It's looking to pass Coco for, I believe, the number five highest grossing Pixar film of all time. Nice. Uh, I think the only four in front of it would have to be Toy Story 3, Finding Dory, Inside Out. I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. Maybe Monsters U? Uh, Who knows? Or maybe one of the Cars movies. But hmm. either way, if if we talk about... Another hit for Pixar. I don't think we see Incredibles three. Um, I th- I really think they're gonna close the door on these characters. Even though I would be interested in Incredibles three, I just think Pixar is ready to, especially with their new uh, regiment over there with Pete Doctor. Yeah, that they're gonna want to start telling original stories, and they already have two or three you know Pixar movies lined up. Um, but, but I totally agree with you. I had a good time. My son, who's only, you know, a couple of years old, sat through it and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, I, it's a good movie. I'm, I'm glad to see it having the success it's having. Now, number three, I, how no, what is, I don't know how he keeps making movies and they're just like solid uh, skyscraper, which I'm probably gonna go see this week with The Rock, which I thought was just a non Christmas version of uh, Die Hard. Personally. Apparently, apparently it's Die Hard meets Towering Inferno. Like, yeah. And I'm a sucker for The Rock. I loved Rampage. Um, and by loved, I mean it's popcorn mindless fun. Oh, yeah. And not to mention I was at the premiere, so it's a little special to me. Um, but The Rock makes fun movies, yep. fun mindless action movies. Like it, they're not the best. He's not going to win Oscars for these movies. But you know what? He's he's what he's got to be in his uh, late 40s, early 50s now. Oh, at least. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his window is going to start closing within the next 10 years. So he's going to want to start doing as many of these movies as he can. And, you know, he's only getting better as an actor because we used to see The Rock as some like horrible actor like John Cena bad, like Ronda Rousey bad. He's, um, he's 46 years old. So, OK, yeah. So he, he's going to want to crank out as many of these as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to how Tom Cruise is doing it. Um, but I really want to see Skyscraper. The trailers have been intriguing. I love The Rock. He's probably the most likable movie star today working today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how happy the studio is with 65 million dollars worldwide. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, see. I think this kind of movie is something that the international markets will start to we'll eat start up even up, more. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. Because it's let me look at the foreign market here. It's it's only doesn't tell me 
they're not they're not telling me where it's been released. Uh, no, they're not. But I'm sure once it gets into China and the other Asian markets, it's going to blow up. So exactly, they love the rock over there. Yes, they do. And so do we. I want, I want more rock in my life. That's all I got to say. We all do. Uh, number two, which is probably honestly my favorite movie of the summer. People keep giving it crap, but Ant Man and the Wasp, twenty eight million dollars. Uh, it's in its second week. Um, I wish it would do a little better. I really do. But I, I enjoyed it. It was it's solid film. Like normal Disney nature. They're not telling us what the budget yeah. was. But, you know, I think it'll make its money back. Yeah. So it, it hasn't hit the Asian market yet, which is good. Um, cause I still think, cause what, what is it at worldwide? 200 and like 75, 280, $283 million worldwide. So here's what I think. I think give it another week at the box office. Uh, it, it, this week's going to have strong competition. Ant-Man's going to even have stronger competition. It's summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think this movie will make, uh, you know, 300 million worldwide without the Asian market. Once China, who loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe, jumps in, this movie's going to make its money back. It'll probably easy cross five, six hundred million, which I think might be a little lower than the first one, mm-hmm. but still enough to not be a box office bomb. Yeah, um, it's a really fun movie. I, I enjoyed it. We really did. we we haven't done the show to talk about it. Yeah, I did a review um, on Disney Film Facts and on my YouTube channel. If you want to check that out? Great review. Check it out. Um, I. It was so much fun. It's such a funny movie. It was a nice palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, until it, until it, the end credit scene. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, like, man, way, to, like, way oh, to rub that palate off. It was fun. Great. Oh, good. And then like, oh, no. Sorry. No, no, no. Now I got to wait. Um, but yeah, no, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think there should be an Ant-Man 3? An Ant-Man and the Wasp and somebody else? And Ghost? Ant-Man and the Wasp I, and Ghost? I, no, I'd be okay with an Ant-Man movie in like three, four or five years. I want a Wasp movie with the female Avengers. A-Force. Give me A-Force. A-Force. I, I saw You something. can put Ghost in there. Like, let Ghost and Wasp team up. Get Ghost and Wasp and they, they create a team or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'd be cool with that. There's so much they can do. Yeah. I almost, That's what's beautiful. I almost like there's, there's, there could be an A-team type thing or... You can do a if you know the comic books, you can do a West Coast Avengers, but the West Coast Avengers actually this we set up perfectly because she's based in San Francisco. So the West Coast Avengers are based in San Francisco and they're all females or it's, it's female dominated. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll that. see. I hope so. Fingers crossed. We'll see after what happens next year. I'm scared. Everyone's talking. Yeah. Anyways, uh, number one, uh, the 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 man himself, Adam Sandler. I mean, I take this. This such. Why? Why? <laughs> I get that Despicable Me has a one, a two, a Minions. I get that there's a Secret Life of Pets 2 coming out. Who is watching these Hotel Transylvania movies? $44 and why million is, worth of people. <laughs> why is Hotel Transylvania 3, which is called Summer Vacation, doing $100 million at the box office. Oh, and by the way, it's production budget's $80 million. In only one week, it's already made it back, which only means we're allowing this studio to make a fourth one. What is, what this is 
proving the point that studios are not putting out enough kids movies. Parents in the summer are desperate for kids movies. And, you know, my my kids have each seen between my, my, my daughter goes to a, uh, like a summer day school and she, like a kids, you know, go out with grandma and grandpa. They do all this stuff. They've seen. They've seen Incredibles with me twice. They've seen it with other groups and camps two or three times. So they've seen it, you know, like Sun's seen like five times. So like there needs to be more kids movies out there and there's just not. So parents are like something else besides Incredibles. Great. Let's go see it. Even though it's crap and it's Adam Sandler. I mean, if this is Adam, I mean, if you've seen the previews, this is like the epitome of Adam Sandler. Like, do we know about do we like it's just do we do we exactly. like, what's oh, like, you know? funny. <laughs> I, you know, good for kids. I guess they had kids have something to watch. It's just, I, uh, I'd rather see something else. Studios are scared to get anywhere near Pixar uh, in the summer, and I get it, totally get it, because you get hammered. You're gonna get hammered for a while, but parents want that, and there's, there's nothing else coming out that I, I'm seeing anywhere in the future. So it's gonna be for kids, Incredibles, and Hotel Transylvania, and uh, I mean, you're not gonna go take your kid to see the first Purge, so you know. Uh, no, you're right. What do you, what do you do? So forty four million dollars. It'll, it'll drop. Uh, what do we have coming out this week? Uh, does mission the new Mission Impossible? The mission come Impossible. Out this week or no? I believe. Let's do here release schedule up box office mojo. I love you so so much. Um, the do, 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 Equalizer two. Oh, talk about a movie that's not being marketed well. Well, here's heard- here's the thing. I drive for Lyft. And they offered all Lyft drivers, um, they're trying to be creative in their marketing, all Lyft drivers, a pre-screen of it. It actually was available at mine. It's like through AMC or something, a pre-screen of it so they can go and talk to their writers about this new Denzel Washington movie, which mm-hmm. it's creative, I guess. I guess maybe it's cheaper than making a good trailer. <laughs> no, it's all about the number one movie next week, which is Mama Mia. Oh, that, Here we go. That again. will be the number one movie. I've my, my wife's already got her friends together. They're going to go what? see it. Didn't they already sing that song in the first movie? That is like that's the that's the line. That's the main line in that song in the main song of Mama Mia. Mama I Mia. S- Here we go again. So they're no, being creative. I saw, I've, I saw I keep seeing the trailers for Mama Mia. Here we go again. Uh huh. And it looks like the first Mamma Mia, exactly well, like the they, first they, one. They flash back, yeah, yep. I'm just like, why? why? Yeah, I, and then there's another. Se- there's three sequels coming out: Unfriended, <laughs> Mamma Mia, and The Equalizer. Three sequels, three movies that probably shouldn't have gotten a sequel um, are all releasing next. No, week. no let's Mamma Mia. I mean, it's it's talent wise, it's loaded. It's got Cher, no. Meryl Streep. Um, who else? Uh, Stellan Star- Skarsgård, Pierce Brosnan, Lily James, and, uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried. But we're talking, we're talking stars. We're not talking quality. We're talking, yeah, like I mean, Meryl Streep and Cher, Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I'll just wait till next week. I'll, I'll pro. I, I know I'm going to have to see it this week, so uh, I'll have a comprehensive review. Probably not. No. Um, I, I saw I saw the live show twice when I lived in Vegas uh, for free, so I'm I'm so mama me it out. And right. also also in I lived in Las Vegas, they ran the commercial for that show, like every other commercial on the radio. So that song was always in my head. So yeah, I, I have a, a a large disdain for that movie and that 
that that play. So anyways, <laughs> that's the box office rundown, Skyler. <laughs> what do we have for our listeners now moving on into the, the, the Disney film facts portion of our oh. show or the, the Disney news portion of our show? Let's get into some Marvel news. Um, th- this was by, I, I, I would say big in that the Black Widow movie is now, you know, moving forward. They Finally. found their director. Finally. Uh, Australian director Kate. Shortland? What is it? Shortland. Thank yes. you. I was, I, you know, I was, you know, I was missing out on what her name was. Uh, yeah. Australian director. Um, you know, I don't really know her work. I believe she did a foreign film uh, as her first film. And, you know, it's here. the projects being written by black uh, blacklist screenwriter Jacques Schaefer, who's actually. Uh, a lot of people want to work with her, so it's nice to see that she's writing the project. So, you know, you got a female writer, uh, the first Marvel female director who's directing by herself. Uh, of course, Captain Marvel has a female director, but she's paired with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marvel met with over 65 directors, uh, all women. Um, there were some men in there, excuse yeah. me, but a lot of them were women. They really wanted to get a woman on there. I think the biggest name out of all of them was Kimberly Pierce. Uh, mm-hmm. She directed uh, Hillary Swank and Boys Don't Cry. Uh, you know, it. this movie obviously will take place uh, pre-Avengers. Yeah. Um, do you want a Black Widow movie I've pre-Avengers? Wanted, I've wanted one, especially since they did that one with what's her face from the movies with the bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, um, uh, why am I blanking on Jennifer Lawrence? Agent Carter. Oh, no. oh, 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 um, the one movie Misty. nobody saw. Oh, 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 uh, red, red sparrow. Red sparrow. Yes. Every time I saw the previews for that, I'm like, this feels just like a black widow prequel, like origin story. I just don't want to go backwards. I, I don't. But I just want to move forward. Like, okay, so I, I understand that. I understand that. But I think for her in particular, there's so much unknown. Where we have an origin story for Thor, we have an origin story for for Captain America and for Iron Man and for everybody. But we don't have an origin for the female in the event, the only female in the Avengers. No origin story at all. Nothing to fall back on besides the comic books. This just tells me that Scarlett Johansson's character is going to bite the dust in, a, in, in Avengers, and this will be her swan song movie, I think. A, 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 that's quite possible. Um, um, I, like, be, it, I like the directors, ahead. though, because the director who, who they have, because what everything she's done, a lot of foreign stuff, very European-looking. So I have a feeling, based on um, Kate Shortland's filmography, that we're going to go way back like into Russia. That's the kind of feel and look I'm feeling, like kind of a Cold War f- Type feel to it, like before she got to America and what happened. You know, maybe you know she gets turned in Budapest. You know, I, I want to know what happened in Budapest. Doesn't everybody want to know what happened in Budapest? Just saying. You, it, I, I no, no disrespect. I like <laughs> the Black Widow character. No disrespect to Black Widow, but you're gonna have to pair her with another Avenger. You're just gonna have to Captain Marvel. Do you think that you think they would put Captain Marvel? No, I think she would. I don't think they'll put a character that would overshadow. That's true. Black Widow. And Very I think true. Captain Marvel, when her movie comes out, she will be like the big female Avenger. Well, in, the, in the comic books, Captain Marvel is more powerful than anybody. So I want them to move forward, though. I you know what? I would like to see Scarlett Johansson team up with Okoye from uh, Black Panther. Absolutely. You know, they teamed up in Infinity War and when they were protecting Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that is cool. 
But you have I would to, be cool with them teaming up. You have to admit, though, of all the all of the Marvel female superheroes and characters, she is the only one where we have no backstory. Even other other ones, you know, like the Wasp, we have a backstory with her wrapped up within the Ant-Man movie. So we have that. We have, we have no idea what happened before Iron Man 2 with, with, um, with Black Widow. So it's, I don't know. For me, I'm like, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you a pass on this one. And the Captain Marvel one, I understand how they're wrapping into Avengers, so I, I give them a pass on that as well. Plus, I just like 90s nostalgia, so that's me. I hear you. This movie's very likely to come out July 2020, so keep a heads up on that. Let us know what you think. Do you want to see this movie? Do you not want to see this movie? Uh, leave a comment uh, wherever you're watching this. Leave a comment on the website, the YouTube video. where We, we want to know your thoughts and opinions. Yes, yes. Uh, some big casting news came out of uh, the Frozen sequel. So mm-hmm. Frozen 2, Evan Rachel Wood, who is kind of killing it on Westworld, and Sterling K. Brown, who, you know, had his, his you know, Black Panther moment. And this is us. Very, this is us. Everyone oh, loves this. Makes is me us. cry every Tuesday. Um, <laughs> they've joined uh, the cast of Frozen in mm-hmm. some unknown roles. Um. I, I, you know, we reported that Queen Aduna, uh, which is and Elsa's mom, is going to make an appearance in the movie. Yep. My guess is Evan Rachel Wood voices that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, my guess is he voices the villain because Disney is looking for a male villain in the film. Yes. Um, so my guess is he's a villain, but who knows? Sterling K. Brown is so likable. Maybe he does play a good guy. Um, but my guess is Queen Iduna and the villain. Um, solid casting. Is there really is? What do you think? Well, who, do we know who's directing this? Uh, yeah. Um, a new uh, uh, chief creative officer. Our new chief creative, yes. Jennifer Lee and Chris. Jennifer Buck. Lee. Yes. OK, so I. Th- I like it. Uh, I, I love Sherlin K. Brown. He's hot right now, and you, can, you can't go wrong with him. It just adds more fuel to fire. Exactly. It, it, it adds quality because, I mean, Frozen 1, as good as the music was, it got a lot of flack for just kind of being ho-hum princess story, even though it really wasn't. I mean, it, it kind of did break the mold. So adding more star power gives it a little more gravitas, and, you know, We'll have a more opportunity for the, for these characters to uh, you know work on their singing chops, so we can hear them sing. We haven't heard, I've never heard Sterling K. Brown sing. I don't know about Rachel Wood if she's done anything musically, but you know you're going to have them sing at some point. Um, so yeah, I, I, there's there's nothing nothing bad here at all. I think this is, this is good all around. So totally agree. That movie comes out November twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, with uh, Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Gaff. Jonathan Groff, Santino Fontana, and Alan Tudyk all set to return. Um, Disney announced some new release dates. Let's talk about some mm-hmm. some of those new release dates. Uh, some pretty big, some uh, surprising, not surprising. Um, the first one being, uh, you know, the Mary Poppins movie moving forward uh, just a little uh, over a, a little under a week, moving to December nineteenth. Moving off that Christmas. smart. Smart but scary. Now it, you know, it opens just a couple days after Aquaman, a couple days after, you know, uh, uh, Bumblebee. You know, just a few days before Spider Man into the Spider Verse. It's it's scary. December stacked. I think just, something's got to move. I think though, with Mary Poppins, you have. I'm not worried about Aquaman. I think it's going to be good, but I think there's so much disillusionment with the um, 
the DC universe right now that a lot of people are going to be waiting to see what reviews say first. Exactly. Um, I agree. And you got a completely different crowd. You got this is a family movie, and starting around that time, people want to get out. They want to take their families to a family film. So I, I, nothing but good here, I think, for Mary Poppins moving moving forward a week. Um, Christmas Christmas is just hard. I think you can get a stronger weekend, and then you get to those days before Christmas where people have days off and they want to see movies during the middle of the day. Good all around. It gives them a good running start. So, yeah, I, I think overall, good call, Disney, personally. Yeah, I, 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 we'll see. It's a, it's a scary month, but I do think, you know, name recognition will pull through. Uh, some quick other changes to talk about in regards to uh, – Movie release dates for the Disney company. We just talked about Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise yes. moves to October 11th, 2019. So excited about that. Oh, me too. Maleficent 2 will come out the following year on May 29th, 2020. Not at all excited about that. Uh, yeah, I can agree there. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2, has been retitled to just Ralph Breaks the Internet. They dropped Wreck-It Ralph 2 Thank from the you. title. Uh, which I think I like. I like Ralph breaks the internet. I don't like Ralph wrecks the internet for some reason. Ralph breaks the internet's uh, yeah better because uh, you don't wreck. You break the internet. Yeah, you don't like, wreck it. When you're working in an office and somebody downloads something, you know, sends out malware. You're like, oh, so and so broke the internet. You know, so it's yeah, you break the internet. Yeah, and then uh, another big piece of news is uh, no surprise here. Indiana Jones five, uh, which couldn't make its release date of July tenth, twenty twenty will now move to July 9th, 2021. Uh, solo a Star Wars story writer, John Kasdan, uh, will write the uh, the uh, the film script. Uh, I got some thoughts on this. I loved Solo a Star Wars story. Oh, I said it me on too. the DCAST before that yes. it is my favorite Star Wars movie that Disney's given us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the writing had a lot to do with that. Yep. I do not care about Indiana Jones 5. I don't want to oh. see an almost 80-year-old Indiana Jones it, it, reboot. It, it is point it is pointless. Yeah, you re, you reboot that story. There's no reason. People are like, "Oh, we don't want to cast a younger, you know, Harrison Ford." There's the whole straight to video series of of young uh, young Indiana Jones. If you can recast them, that's not a problem at all. Um it's I'm just getting visions of Crystal Skull again, which was just, you know, I'm not and it guy. might not even be that bad. It's just I, I don't believe an 80 year old, almost 80 year old Indiana Jones, because by the time Indiana Jones five hits theaters, Harrison Ford will be 79 years old. <laughs> now, I know, you know, uh, people age with, you know, a, a lot better in today's society, mm-hmm. but and live longer. But it's it's Indiana Jones. I don't want to see him swinging around, you know, fighting. And I love Harrison Ford. No disrespect to him. Um, some other really quick, some other, uh, you know, uh, projects is they're all entitled. Disney's moved an untitled Disney live action movie from July 9th, 2021 to July 30th, 2021. Um, that, my guess, would have to be Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't or it could be The Little Mermaid. I don't I don't see it being anything else. Um they also moved a Marvel Studios movie from July 30th, 2021 forward to February 12th, 2021. Um, not clear what that is, uh, yeah. but the biggest guess for a lot of people is Black Panther 2, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. Came out February 12th of 2018, yeah. uh, the first one. So we'll see. In addition, uh, Disney also scheduled a previously set movie from November 8th, 2019 to February 21st, 2021. Um, don't know what that could be just yet. Once again, that could be a live action feature or that could be an animated film. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh-huh. 
Uh, let's move on to something really quick before we close. And that is these new trailers for Christopher Robin and new posters. Can I just tell you that I am so excited for this movie? Me too. Oh my gosh. Um, the characters are so cute. Yes. It's yeah. I said cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm this, they, I, the way they're doing this, like they're being so creative about it, you know, taking, you know, they're, they're coming back to rescue Christopher Robin as an adult. It's ingenious. I, I don't. Whoever wrote this script came up with this concept. It's genius, and it really kind of tugs at your heart because this is the kind of film that adults are going to love and kids are going to love. Kids are going to love it because it's Winnie the Pooh, and they're walking around. Adults are going to love it because it gives them that nostalgia, the feels of you know getting back to your childhood. They're killing it, and uh, these trailers are. Uh, I've only cried at one film this year, and that's uh, the Mister Rogers documentary. I think this is going to be number two for me. Probably. Yeah, this, the movie looks good. The special effects look great. I love how they have that old plush look to Oh, them. yeah, like the original um, like, the original toy. Like, yeah, not the solid. Disney version. Exactly. Solid cast. Um, can't wait for this movie. August 3rd, just a couple more weeks. Yes. Uh, I think we're all excited for Christopher Robin. Um, and for that, I think that will do it for the D-Cast this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Really want to stress how much I am super glad to have Andy on the show and back and doing this. Uh, it's it's Andy. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to continue doing this with you. It's it's been a it's been a fun ride. I want to continue this. Uh, thank you for uh, you know bridging the gap between Disney Film Facts and the Dcast and making it you know it's one entity now. Yes. Um, and to all the people that are listening, I. I I, Andy said it multiple times. You said it in a closing video when you when we thought we were shutting this bad boy down. But I'm going to say it like the listeners, you guys have been the greatest. It's so wow. cool to have Twitter followers just saying how much they really like the show and hear what we have to say. And, you know, read what we have to write and watch what we, uh, you know, talk about. And I and I'm going to promise you guys this. We are going to pump out content, whether it's on the website, the mm-hmm. YouTube uh, or the podcast. We're going to do our best to be the premier Disney news podcast and website team. Mm-hmm. Um, get ready for the new changes. Um, Andy, where can people follow you on social media? Follow me on all the various social media networks at Andy Herndon on Instagram or on Twitter. Also, go to my YouTube channel where I talk about movies, driving for lift and Uber, life, existential things, whatever. I just kind of put a hodgepodge out there. Just youtube.com slash Andy Herndon. And uh, also, you can support me personally on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Andy Herndon. And uh, yeah, lots lots of good stuff coming up. I'm very, very excited about just moving forward with this. I'm actually going to start renumbering the episodes. I'm going to, on iTunes, I'm going to put, this is season two. We're now in season two. So this will be season two, episode one. There Let's we go. Let's do it. Yes. So excited also make sure you listen to all the various ways we're on we're on iHeartRadio now too so go check that out oh look at us you can find me all over social media at SkylarHXC yes I know it sounds like a high school Twitter handle and it is <laughs> uh, but you'd also follow us on uh, Disney Film Facts check us uh, check us out on DisneyFilmFacts.com we got a lot of news and content out you can check out Andy's review for Ant-Man and the Wasp I can't wait to see if he'll get a review out for Christopher Robin oh, I'll I'm get sure one. he will I'll get one um, so check out his review for Ant-Man and the Wasp if you haven't checked it out yet. It's a, it's a non-spoiler review. Uh, and for that, Andy, close us out. 
Well, with all that, guys, my name is Andy Herndon, and with me, as always, is... Skylar Schuler, And you've been listening to Episode 1, Season 2 of The D-Cast. Listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.